Welcome to Thoughts on Thriving, a holistic lifestyle and wellness podcast that's here to help you become the healthiest, happiest, most aligned version of yourself. I'm your host, Ava, a registered dietitian in training and health and wellness junkie. I'm so excited to have you here as I dive deep into meaningful conversations covering topics from nutrition and mental health to spirituality and self-development and everything in between with experts in many fields. I'm so happy you're choosing to learn how to thrive today. Let's get into the show. Hi guys, welcome back to Thoughts on Thriving. I am back with another solo episode this week. I hope you guys have been liking some of our more recent guests. I have a ton of good guests lined up for you guys for the rest of the summer, but today I just wanted to come on and share a quick episode, a little bit of motivation, a little snippet into what I've been up to and learning in my life and to just kind of inspire and share more from my perspective on my self-development journey and a topic I've been pondering a lot lately. So I'll get right into it. I'm not going to promo the Instagram or anything like that yet. Wait till the end for that. But now that I said it, make sure to follow us on Instagram at thoughts.on.thriving. No, but I do want to just get into this episode because I have been thinking about this topic of living as your highest self a lot, and it's been kind of a hot topic in the self-development space, the spirituality space, um, all of that personal development stuff. So it's something that I think about a lot and try to do a lot is, you know, continue to improve myself and live closer and closer to my highest self. And I think additionally, with more of a spiritual perspective, it's kind of like reaching enlightenment if you will. So I think it's a great thing to strive for. And it's something that I try to do in my daily life. And I have practices and tools in place in order to connect with my highest self every day. So for those of you who don't know me, maybe this is your first time listening to Thoughts on Thriving, or you're more used to the guest episodes where I don't really share as much about myself. I am a 22, almost 23-year-old living in New York City right now. My name is Ava, if you didn't get that from the intro. And I created this podcast because I wanted a space to share all the things that I'm passionate about, about wellness and nutrition and health and spirituality and healing and self-development and so many things like that. But also I want to share my own journey with that stuff, bring experts on, of course, to share their perspective, but, you know, kind of trickle in a little bit of my perspective and my journey because I, like I mentioned in the first episode back, it's um, the first episode titled Welcome Back and 2021 Reflections. So in that episode, I kind of dive into my own personal journey. If you are interested, you should definitely listen to that one. But I talk about how I've really changed as a person in the last couple years. And even since I did that episode in January and now it's July, I have changed even more as a person, way beyond what I even thought I would. I mean, we're all changing every single day. That's obvious. But I feel like the amount of leaps and bounds I've made in my own growth and in my own mental health and my just spiritual journey, it's been crazy. So, um, it's been, you know, I've been spending a lot of time alone and I've been spending a lot of time looking inward in this period of my life, which I've actually been loving. So 
that's kind of a little bit more on me. I've been going through this journey. I'm also in a program right now training to become a registered dietitian. So that's kind of what I do as my day job um, for school and things like that. I'm in grad school. So that's a little bit more about me. I've been in this deep soul journey of unlearning a lot of things that we are taught growing up and relearning who we really are, which at the depth of it is our soul, is, you know, we are one with the universe, we're one with God, whatever you want to say. And that's kind of the lens with which I view life. And there's a lot more nuance to that. There's a lot more we could go into on the concept of spirituality. But today, like I said, I want to focus on how to live as your highest self. So what is your highest self? The highest self is the true you, the you that hasn't been programmed to believe all the things that you believe, the you that isn't your ego, but is rather the true loving soul within you. And if we can connect to that every day and kind of make our way back to that in our lives, then we're kind of on the right track. And you know, I learned about this concept. I don't even know where I where I initially learned about this concept. It's a shared concept between so many of the greatest spiritual leaders of our time. People like Wayne Dyer, Eckhart Tolle, John Roger, Michael Singer, Louise Hay, all of these people who have left the world better than they found it through their spiritual practices and teachings and bringing that to the masses. So I look up to all those people so much and so many other people and you know, that's where I get a lot of these spiritual concepts and teachings from. I kind of bury myself in these books, podcasts, old seminars, readings, um, articles, so many things from all the spiritual teachers and leaders of our time and from the past, because there's so much great ancient wisdom that we, I think, need to be uncovering at all times because people haven't changed. I mean, we've changed the world has changed, but human nature is human nature. So it's crazy how some of the most ancient philosophers and leaders, thought leaders, spiritual leaders have very similar ideas and concepts and outlooks to the more recent ones. So I invite you to explore spirituality if that sparks your interest, to explore some of these leaders, some of their books. Some of my favorite books on these concepts are The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle, Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life by Wayne Dyer, which I'll actually get into because it's the one I'm reading right now. You Can Heal Your Life by Louise Hay is another really good one that's super easy to read, digestible, and honestly life-changing. All of them are, honestly. And so many more. Those are just a few to kind of get your feet wet if you're interested. But going back to what I was talking about, after doing so much of my own self-work, and learning from these spiritual leaders, I've gathered that the highest self is just you. It's the true you. It's the part of you that doesn't require external validation, that doesn't look to others or external things like your physical appearance or money or fame or anything like that for your self-worth. It's the part of you that is worthy and whole and complete on its own. It's that loving part inside of you. It's the part of you that just wants to give to others because you're so complete with yourself. You're so full of love without needing it from other people. And it's the part of you that shows up in the world the way that you kind of wish you could show up in the world. And most of us don't think that we can because we think that we have all these blocks or all this trauma to work through or all this healing to do or anything that we, any flaws that we think we have, we think hold us back from becoming our highest selves or living as that highest self, quote unquote. But 
in actuality, it's always been within us. It is within us. And we can actually unlock that part of us at any time, at any point that we choose to. We can show up as our highest self. And all it takes is a shift. All it takes is a miracle, a shift in perception. And as I just said the word miracle, my mind went to Marianne Williamson, who is another amazing spiritual thought leader. And I love her book, A Return to Love, and her book, A Year of Miracles. So those two books are also really great to to kind of get yourself into all these concepts and learn more. So just wanted to add that. But anyway, back to what I was saying. Don't we all want to show up as that version of ourselves? Don't we all want to be our highest self? I know I do. And that's something that I have intended to commit to every single day, day in and day out. doesn't matter how I feel. It doesn't matter if I'm tired. It's something that I commit myself to every day through my own spiritual practice and work. But I think that most of the shifts that I've experienced that I was mentioning earlier have come from deepening my own relationship with myself, from spending a lot of time alone in my own essence, meditating, doing a lot of the other practices and rituals I keep mentioning that I've picked up along the way on this journey. So back to Wayne Dyer, who I mentioned is one of the greatest spiritual leaders, in my opinion, of all time. I've been reading a lot of Wayne Dyer's books recently, listening to his old seminars and just listening to different shows he's been on, like he's been on Oprah before, just watching old clips. And Wayne Dyer talks about this concept a lot, and so does Eckhart Tolle, another incredibly awakened and enlightened man, and he's also an amazing author. But they both talk about the idea that there is a self that is experiencing our thoughts passing by. So there's there's a part of us that is experiencing the thoughts passing by that isn't our thoughts. And then there's our thoughts. So there's, there's kind of like two of us here. And that is kind of a good way to depict how we have this higher self that isn't the self that we might be operating out of right now, which might be our current self, our ego, um, something that might not be our highest self. And so Eckhart Tolle talks a lot about when our mind is racing you know, I'll read a quote from him. If you're totally immersed in this racing mind, you're so identified with your mind that even the thought that your mind won't stop doesn't even occur to you because you become your mind. So you can't even think about the fact that your mind won't stop racing. So even just the awareness of our thoughts is half the battle because then once we become aware that our mind is racing, for example, that helps us to realize that we have two separate entities that we aren't our thoughts, that we aren't our emotions, our feelings, which is super freeing because that kind of unlocks the path to recognize that there is a higher self within us, that there is the true us. We are soul. We are loving. We are like the inner children within us who came into the world without any preconceived notions of how the world works, without any trauma, without any limiting beliefs that we pick up along the way. So how do we even tap into that? I want to focus on this for a second because we always hear we need to meditate and meditation is the best thing ever. It has all these benefits. But truly, once I started meditating, carving that time out for myself, that is what has made the biggest impact on my happiness, my mental state, my actual life in my day-to-day life. And my connection with my higher self. That is where the connection started to form for me. I didn't even know any of this before I started meditating. And it's not like I meditated and 
immediately had all this spiritual knowledge or wisdom inside of me. Of course, I've been reading. I've been listening to podcasts and all these things, of course. But the meditation for me is where I can actually go to see that separation, to use the wisdom that I've learned, to remember that I am not my emotions or my thoughts or the unloving parts inside of me. So I just want to kind of emphasize that meditation really is all it's cracked out to be and more. It has done more for me than I ever expected it to. I I started meditating years ago when I was just really anxious and stressed with life, with school, and it took me on this way deeper journey that I didn't think was possible. So at this point, I just have reached a state of awareness that I never even thought was possible. And That's not to say that I don't react and I'm this perfect spiritual zend out person. That's definitely not true, but I definitely react less. And the time in between those moments where I kind of lose my temper or let my thoughts get the best of me or anything like that have become longer and longer. I'm going longer being my highest self. And those moments when I'm not have become more sparse. And I just really feel more at peace for more of my day. And the little stuff that happens doesn't really get to me anymore. I have a more, you know, general view of life where it's like, okay, this is not really that important in the grand scheme of things. And all of these little shifts in my perspective took time to kind of obtain. It's not like one day I woke up and all of this was possible, but it's truly such a blissful way to live. And my goal in life is to keep reaching for more and more of this state until I'm always in it, which I don't know is fully possible. I mean, I think it is. There's a few people out there that I think have reached the state with a lot of concentration and focus. And I don't know if I'm ever going to reach that, but what a great goal to have to try, right? Another concept I want to talk about is the difference between your soul and ego. When you're trying to live as your highest self, you have to recognize that there is an ego within you that is the part of you that wants to look to others for validation, that cares so deeply about what other people think, that cares about money, that cares about looking good and that cares about, you know, people thinking you're hot and all these different things. That's all your ego. And so, Being able to tell the difference is really important when you're trying to live as your highest self, which is what this podcast is about. So how do you tell the difference? Once again, it comes down to awareness. I had to become aware when my ego was playing out in relationships, in my day-to-day life, in the way I am functioning, and I really had to call myself out in those moments when I could notice my ego starting to act out. I had to call myself out when I started to care really bad what someone was going to say about what I looked like or when my mind started racing with what ifs because my ego got insecure about a situation. I really had to become aware. And how did I do this? Well, I'm not going to talk about meditation that much more because I know I talk about it a lot, but meditation, like I said, it helps you raise your vibration and become less reactive and it helps you to just connect with all the parts of you that may not be activated throughout your day. So it helps me connect with my inner child. It helps me let my imagination run wild. Ed Milet, he is a very well-known motivational speaker. He talks about the importance of giving your imagination time to run wild and play and 
imagine things you know we have that as kids where we're imagining and we're daydreaming and doing all these things and we don't have that as adults and it's such a big part of creating the life that you desire is just letting your imagination run free and letting yourself imagine all these different scenarios that could play out in your life and then bringing that to life if that's what you really want but meditation is a great way to do that or a great place to do that a lot of times people think that meditation is to completely shut out all your thoughts and not have any thoughts and just be in this place of nothingness which sometimes that could be the goal and that's great and that's a different type of meditation but a lot of the times I give myself space in my meditations to visualize myself and to visualize myself as my highest self acting the way I want to act being the person I want to be and that's a really powerful tool as well so that's another one of the tools that I kind of wanted to touch was you know when you tap into visualizing your future that's programming your brain to actually become that and Dr. Joe Dispenza does a lot of work on that his meditations are great for this because a lot of the meditation you're sitting there becoming that version of you and he has a really cool way he does that with his meditations and the frequencies he uses and the words he uses and all of that um I have been doing his morning meditation a lot lately and it has helped me immensely become the person I want to be and that's another great tool but just meditating in general it makes you calmer more peaceful and less triggered throughout the day which I think is really important because your ego is the one that gets triggered not your highest self and there's just so many benefits it's where I go to make my big life decisions it's where I go to ask my higher space questions and ask my intuition questions and to really connect with my intuition and know what my intuition wants out of life and not what my ego wants and there you can find a great separation between your highest self and your ego too so that really helps me create more of what I want in my actual life because what are you going to do if you don't even know what your highest self wants what you truly deeply desire out of life rather than what you think you desire or what you were programmed programmed to desire or what your ego wants because it just wants to be right or it just wants a little hit So that's the end of my spiel on meditation. I think this episode could also just be called Why You Need to Meditate because I talk about it so much and I am just such a big proponent. I think every single person needs to meditate. But those are kind of the tools that I use, meditation, visualization. I also think there's a lot of power in seeing other people do it. So seeing other people live as your higher or their highest self. So what do I mean by that? There is a woman named Lacey Phillips who I look up to so much. She is amazing. She created this whole kind of formula for how to manifest things in your life. And she kind of dispels the woo-woo and brings it all down to a science and uses neuroscience and neural reprogramming, journal exercises, a lot of different stuff to help you manifest what you want in this world. And I actually did her work for a while. And one of the big things that she talks about is having expanders. So having people who have already achieved what you want to achieve, either in your life or in your orbit, you know, you follow them on Instagram, you're seeing what they're doing, you're seeing to believe what is possible for you. So I think that that's another really great way to live as your highest self is to surround yourself with people who are doing that and that can be hard in person if you're around people who aren't really on this journey or who don't really think about this kind of thing or um, if you're just kind of 
in a place where you can't really find people in real life to do that, you can always go to Instagram or even reading books of people who have become their highest self or who are on that journey can be really helpful because it kind of surrounds you with that energy. It surrounds you with people who are wanting the same out of life, people who are on that same journey. And my favorite thing about reading all these spiritual leaders books and all these podcasts I listen to and things like that is because they inspire me so much. They show me that it's possible to live this way. And they show me that there is another way to live than what we think is the only way to live. The mainstream kind of you do this and then this and then this in life and then you die and that's kind of it. So not to sound morbid or (laughs) simplify it too much, but that's another good tip is just to especially if you can't in person, just follow people and listen to people and read books of people who are enlightened or who are on the path to enlightenment, if that's what you want for yourself. And I think becoming your highest self is enlightenment at its core. So that's why I do love all those authors I spoke about. And there's so many more. You can go on your own journey and find so many people that you connect with that maybe I don't connect with. So it's different for everyone. Okay, the last few tools I'm going to talk about are quick, and the first one is affirmations. Louise Hay, one of the authors I mentioned, she talks about the power of affirmations in her book, You Can Heal Your Life, which is incredible, like I said, and she talks about how affirming to yourself what you actually want to believe about yourself, even if you don't believe it yet, can help you to actually build that belief. And so this isn't based in nothing. It's actually, you know, neuroscience when you show your brain that there is a certain thing that you're thinking of or that you want to focus on, you're going to get more of that in your life. There's something called the reticular activating system in your brain. And it's the part of your brain that hears your name being called in a room full of people or the part of your brain that, you know, you're thinking of buying a Tesla and then all you see around you when you're driving is Teslas. It's the part of your brain that knows that you're focused on something. So then it'll show you more of that in your life because it's trying to weed out any irrelevant things that you come across. So it's that part of your brain that's filtering through and trying to show you what's important to you. So if you focus on something such as an affirmation, Let's say you want to achieve optimal health the way your highest self would be perfectly healthy. Let's just say. Louise Hay has a great affirmation for this. She has a lot of great health affirmations. But if you keep telling yourself one of these affirmations, like, for example, I am in perfect health. Wellness is the natural state of my body. Then that's what your body's going to start showing you. And it's, it's not as simple as that, but it really does work in the sense that if you tell yourself something or that you want to focus on something, more of that will come to you. That's the law of attraction. It's the power of affirmation. It's neuroscience at its finest. So I think that focusing on what you want, which when becoming your highest self could be more grace, more ease in your life, kindness, loving, being the truest you, authenticity, all of these things, if you focus on that and set the intention to do that and affirm that to yourself, then that's going to help you reach that place much more easily than if you weren't doing those things. So that's another tool that I like to use. You can read a lot more about affirmations in Louise Hay's book. She talks much more um, eloquently about the power of affirmation, how it actually works, and 
how to use them and she has a ton of affirmations in her book and her book has a lot more than just affirmations but that is one of the parts of the book that I love so much it's called you can heal your life once again if you didn't hear it the first few times Okay, last thing is journaling. So this is the thing that I think I resist the most. I don't know why. I love talking. I love listening, like podcasts, audiobooks, things like that. I love speaking, like podcasting and stuff and talking to friends about things. But writing for me, I love it and I hate it at the same time. But I will say it's probably the most useful of all the tools. It's the most cathartic. It's the most productive in my opinion. Actually, no, meditation is probably the most, the best one. But writing is very, very effective. And I think that there's a reason you resist it because you think it has like, you have to write all this stuff. I place expectations on when I journal and write and it becomes this whole big thing in my head. And I think that that's why I resist it so much. But if you go into it without any expectations, without any plan, then you can actually get so much out of it because you release any of the anxieties, emotions, anything building up inside of you, anything that doesn't feel good in your body, all the icky thoughts and things going on in your head, you put it on the paper, you can burn it, which I like to do, and then it's gone. And then you're clearing space in your head for the positive thoughts to come in, for the nothingness to be there. A really beautiful thing in life is when you just have nothing and people think people who have no thoughts are stupid or dumb but that's actually the highest state of enlightenment is to not be bombarded with limiting beliefs and thoughts and intrusive thoughts and racing thoughts and anxiety and depression and all these things when all these things aren't occupying your mind when you get it all out out into the paper and you're not identifying with it because that's the issue is we identify with our thoughts we identify with our feelings and our emotions and that's what gets us into this loop of not being able to be our highest selves because we're too busy trying to clean up the mess that our egos or our you know basic self has made that's when the highest self is unlocked and Going back to journaling, I think that's a great way to get all of that out on paper and out of your consciousness. Or another great thing to do with journaling is writing the affirmations down, writing it pen to paper. And that's a really big thing in manifestation as well is to write things down as if you were already experiencing them. So instead of writing, I will do this or I will have that. It's like, write it as if you're already that person. Write as if you're your highest self. That's a really great writing exercise to do as well. You don't just have to brain dump. Like, that's one type of journaling. Just like there's lots of different things you can do in meditation, there's a lot of ways to use journaling to your advantage on this journey. So I like to write as if I'm my highest self already or write affirmations down that I want to embody that day. Or I'll do a brain dump or I'll write down what's on my mind and what's bothering me and then burn it so that it just kind of clears from my body. And so there's so many things you can do with journaling, but that's another really effective tool to help reach your highest self and kind of just get back to your essence, get back to your roots of who you truly are. All right, so I wanted this episode to be really quick, like 15, 20 minutes, and we're already at 27 minutes. So I will stop talking 
right now, but I hope this was helpful. I don't even know if this made any sense or if this was kind of disorganized. I just kind of talked for 30 minutes and let it happen. So let me know if you liked this kind of episode, if you enjoyed hearing what I had to say, or if any of this was helpful. If anything, I hope this inspired you to meditate, to journal, to use any of these tools and to live a little bit more intentionally. Or maybe this just sparked your interest in, you know, hey, I don't like the way I'm living right now. I want to become that highest self that Ava keeps talking about. So let me look into this a little more. Or maybe you just heard one of the book recommendations and you're going to go and grab it. And that's if I got you to get one of these books, then that makes me happy. And I'll link the books I'm talking about, some of the books that helped me with this journey below. And I have so much more to say on the concept of becoming your highest self on spirituality, on enlightenment, and all these things, and my own journey with it, but that's kind of all I wanted to touch on today. If you're interested in hearing more about my journey or want me to do more episodes like this, please let me know. You can follow me over on Instagram at thoughts.on.thriving and DM me, comment on my latest posts. Make sure to share this episode if you liked it, and Um, follow us on TikTok as well. And if you have any questions, like I said, please let me know or requests for future episodes, let me know as well. And last thing I'll say is if you have not left a review yet and you like this podcast, it helps you and is inspiring to you, whatever it is, if you could please leave a five-star rating and review, that would mean the world to me. It would really help this show get into the ears of more people who need to hear it. And I would really, really appreciate it if you did so. But with that, thank you guys so much for listening today. I hope you guys liked this different solo episode instead of the usual guests. We'll be back to guest episodes next week with a really lovely guest that I can't wait for you all to hear. But thank you, thank you, thank you. I love you guys. I hope you all have an amazing rest of your day and I'll talk to you on the next episode. Bye.